It's them wise girls. It's the wise girls. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's the wise girls. Are the names uh-huh. Stay wise to the times is the game Relationships and money talk in the old way Oh, and if you didn't hear the name Just them wise girls Hey y'all, I'm Laura Wise And I'm K-Ray Wise Ryan And we are Dim Wise Girls Dim Wise Girls is a podcast that explores the experiences of the everyday black woman We invite you into our sister space where we explore our authentic selves and ask the questions that go beyond the cliche answers. Real sisters, spitting facts and seeking truth. I didn't see you yesterday, so now I feel like, how are you today, K-Ray? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It took you a long time to come to that conclusion. Are you sure? (laughs) Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You're very animated this morning. Was your coffee stronger than mine? No, I don't think I so. Feel like I thought I had the high level, like, beverage this morning. You did. You had a strong beverage. I just had latte. Yeah, you, you, I thought you would be a little lax from the lot. But mm-hmm. you seem pep. A little bit pep. It's, it's, I think it's just now kicking in for me. Oh, so. okay, okay. So it was a slow burn, mm-hmm. slow burn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm so excited about this episode because I think it's going to be a really fun take for us. Because I think so. Today's episode is all about Auntie Body. Auntie Body. Do you have one? Do you have it? Guts. Do you have it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, do you have it? Are you at that auntie stage in life? Are you, you know, you you roll into your 30s and it's like you're slipping and sliding. It's like, hold up, when did I get to this auntie stage in life? I, you know what? Actually, it feels like at the time that you feel like you're most... I feel my most sexy. I feel my most right? empowered. And as soon as I felt that good, some 20-year-old rolled up on me and said, Okay then, auntie. <laughs> <laughs> and it just ripped the youth from my soul. It was, oh my gosh. So I feel like as you get older, like the, int- I guess, I've been called ma'am before, mm-hmm. but suddenly lately, like the intensity of the ma'am has changed. The intensity of the ma'am. I feel like it has because usually, usually before, I feel like I mostly got miss. Mm-hmm. You know, you were like, miss, can, excuse me, miss, excuse me, miss. And then sometimes I would, you know, you know, people be like, excuse me, ma'am, ma'am. It was a, a light, like, ma'am. But now it's like, excuse me, ma'am, <laughs> ma'am. Like the M on the N is hard, ma'am. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. Like, when did I become ma'am? So, like, when did this happen? I don't know. Maybe it's the combination between the the ma'am, the intensity mm-hmm. of the ma'am, and the combination of me walking past the mirror and looking at myself like, uh, Har- Harper, who this? Who this? Who is this? Because I feel like I look like a mom. I'm not a mom, mm-hmm. but I feel like I look, look like, like a mom. mom. I'd be looking at the mirror like, I look like somebody's mama. What? When did this happen? 
happen. You no. are the age of someone's mom. I know, but I know I am. I could be someone's mother. Like I, for years now, many years now, <laughs> I could have been. I could be someone's mother. Like many, many, many years. But Not many, I, I say a good ten, ten years of could be somebody's mom. I don't know. People have babies young. Young People have babies young. I was going to say appropriately. 10 years of appropriately. Being, well, you know what? There's no appropriate way to come into it. Yeah. Maybe I'm just, that's my, that's my single young mom shame of like, what age could this have been more appropriate? Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause I feel like people, you know, have babies when they're 20. People have, I mean, even young people had babies when they're physically capable to have babies but i'm just thinking that age range where we think oh you've graduated high school people start having children you know maybe i'm thinking of like best optimal mom age yeah yeah when really mothering is like a calling and not an age range yeah so there's that there definitely is that (laughs) uh and then there's like i just feel like there's a socially appropriate age to start having kids and i feel like it's as a person who started probably, how many years is that? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> way, way before the appropriate one. I felt like 25 is like that acceptable space to start having kids. Yeah, yeah. Where nobody looks at you like, that you're social, giving up your youth. Yeah, that socially acceptable age range. Yeah, like 25. Yeah. twenty. I feel like it's 25. Yeah. Just from the outside looking in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just from, we're, we're, we're talking, talking 16, we're talking stereotypical yeah, this social like a, American norms. We're not talking about the reality yeah. of, of the yeah. mothering because that's a different journey. But just from a social social standpoint of like when people don't vex you about having a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's about 25. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I'm getting into my mid-30s. My mm-hmm. birthday's next week. Mm-hmm. Here comes 34. And I just be looking at myself like, who, who this? Who this? Mm-hmm. And then it probably doesn't help that, you know, that quarantine. I have not dropped quarantine weight. So, and so. Quarantine. They keep trying to get mm-hmm. me like, oh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm. But I just feel like I'm like, who this? I really want to feel bad for you and your auntie body. <laughs> but I just want to say that people have been thinking I'm in my early 40s. For a long time. For a very long time. For a long time. I used to take K-Ray to basketball practice. Me and K-Ray are three years apart, okay? I would take Caitlin, K-Ray to basketball practice. I would have my daughter, Caitlin, with me. And people would come up to me, and mind you, I'm probably all of 18, like, oh, are you K-Ray's mom? And it would be like, are you K-Ray? No, no, I'm not K-Ray's mom. Are you her mama? Your mama's K-Ray's mom. (laughs) I would be very offended that people would think that I was K-Ray's mom. I know, it's been happening for a long time. It's been happening for a long time. And it's not that you're not youthful and beautiful, but I guess something about this maturity something about my vibe six. says grown ass woman. yeah something about your old soul your whole vibe says grown woman well you've been trying to be a grown woman for a I, long time i swear i came out the womb grown <laughs> i really don't even have recollection of like liking child things like i remember liking cabbage patch dolls mm-hmm. and i know cartoons because i watched them but i feel like i've watched more cartoons because of you than yeah, because of me probably <laughs> um and the, my favorite cartoon is a very adult cartoon. Like, Daria is, like, the most grown-ass cartoon ever. I I have been grown for a very long time. Time, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, putting what, out them vibes. My childhood memories of movies is like Ghostbusters, Throw Mama from the Train, and Moonstruck. And it's like, why are those the movies I remember from like babyhood? Yeah, <laughs> from babyhood. babyhood. My stepmother's an alien, which is Eastwick. All of those are my child. Those are those make me feel like oh, like how people feel about Lion King. Mm-hmm. I, I feel about eighties movies of uh, stories of coming of age. <laughs> Jesus. So oh. I, I mean, I understand, but still, I don't want the, I, I don't mind the internal vibe of me feeling mm-hmm. grown as hell. It's the ex, it's when it's like the external thing, like R U K Ray's mom that changes stuff because yeah. you were sixteen years old. Yeah, I was eighteen, and it was like, but how could I be K Ray's mom? Yeah, like, I know. This is more than just grown. This is like, in. T- <laughs> In 10 years, I can retire early. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I know. I know. So now that you're just now getting mam at, what, 34? Yeah. Please. <laughs> please. Like, please. Cry me a river, girl. <laughs> People been thinking I've been People older. People been thinking I'm grown as hell. Oh, shoot. They been thinking I'm mature. Auntie got seasoned. and I think maybe because I have been feeling so mature for so long, it... it it's kind of like a two-sided thing where auntie is like this fun thing, mm-hmm. right? And then on the other end of that is like, why aren't we embracing auntie? Because you could be some, like, aunt literally means the sibling of your parent. And the sibling of your parent could be any age. It could be. <laughs> it could be any age. I have, I've, been a, I've actually been an aunt since I was 13. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually... Am an auntie, so <laughs> and have been for quite some time. You've <laughs> been an auntie for twenty one years. Congratulations! Um, <gasps> you need like an award or something. But yeah, I think women we automatically associate it as like this old thing, but it really in in a real life sense does yeah. not necessarily Clearly. mean yeah old. Yeah. And but I feel like women don't want to come into it, and it's like. I think we're losing the space and the ability to think grown-ass women are cool when grown-ass women don't want to embrace it. Yeah. Where it's like, no, don't call me. I saw Kim Fields. She was getting interviewed, and someone had said, like, auntie, and she was like, no, I am not ready to accept that. And I was thinking, Kim, calls you a grown-ass woman <laughs> in real life. You grown-ass. I think, I think Ava, um, how do you say her last name? Duvernay. Du- Duvernay. She, she, she her said, and Oprah said it. Said, yeah. I'm not your auntie. I'm not your auntie. And it was like, no, but the, I don't think the, this this younger generation than us mm-hmm. feels like auntie is necessary. Well, in some ways. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a stamp of old. But I think it's a state of aspiration. I, like, yeah. you seem grown. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got your shit together. Yeah. And I hate to let y'all know this, young young stewards of womanhood, um, none of us have our <laughs> shit together. No one. I wish. Not even, like, the money could come and your shit could still not be together. Like, the, the life milestones and just so many different things could come and your shit's not together. Mm-hmm. So, I think... Us as the gronies. <laughs> the gronies. The gronies. I think we're feeling that, like, I am coming into myself. My shit's not 100% together. It's getting close. And um, those are the things that we're feeling. And then on top of that, it's just like the less, just, just as I was hanging on by a thread. <laughs> hey, you, hanging on by a thread. We're just discard. 
us. We just you just let us fall into the ascent of also now I'm old. <laughs> now yeah. I'm old. It was just added on to that. But I think we need to relax and just walk into the auntie space in some spaces because we gotta let we gotta let the child not the children, but we gotta let the girls who are looking up to us feel like there's something to look forward to. Yeah. Like there's a space to look forward to. So I know there's a slight sting of the auntie. But we got to take some ownership of auntie. I don't, you know, I don't, I think it's really just like a nervousness thing. Like, because mm-hmm. I've always actually really wanted to get to this stage. Like, I love the aspect of uh, aging gracefully and being, you know, more uh, sure of myself mm-hmm. and feeling more sexy and feeling more, just more powerful and confident in who I am. Like, I've, I've been waiting for this space. And it actually even matches more who I am. Like, I've been waiting to, like, I mean, I already do dress kind of, you know, mature anyway. Um, you know, I already have, like, this vibe of, like, I've always looked up to, like, you know, you always up to Felicia Rashad when she was on the Cosby show, the way they dressed, mm-hmm. and just how they had this whole mature um, essence about the way they dressed, especially, like, in the early 90s, mm-hmm. women who were younger dressing very just more. I was looking at a clip of um, Phyllis Hyman just, like, yesterday, oh, and God. she had on this, like, flowy red dress but it was like a um kind of like a shirt dress on top mm-hmm. but it was very flowy fabric and she had on these big gold earrings and it's like oh that's just the essence of what I've always wanted to look like I've always wanted to look more you know like our mom's generations mm-hmm. um and how they dress and it's like I've been waiting for this age but I somehow know. there's still that little piece of you that's like hold on wait a minute why am I <laughs> Why does this deem me as old? Why does this, what, what, what is this like fear, not fear, but just like uneasiness about like these younger people like looking up to you, like calling you ma'am. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it's so, there's something in you goes like, wait, hold on, hold I guess because time just like slips away. Time is slipping away from me. <laughs> it is. It just slips away so fast, and you just like hold up. Wait a minute, I wanted to get here, but and yet somehow I feel like I there's still that feeling of like you're losing time. I think we wanted all the things that came with this, but we did not want the the essence of oldness to come with it. We thought it was going to feel like youth, and youth is letting us know it's not quite youth okay yeah that's what it is yeah we wanted all the things that came with this just we didn't want it to be old (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was driving and i could see i could just i took a gander at myself in the rear view mirror and i saw that there's a gray hair in the front of Mm -hmm. my hair not you know in the side you know Mm -hmm. some concealable place like right where i could see it up front you know it had good money to sit up close front in the Usher concert. Uh, so I saw it, and as I was looking at the gray hair, completely offended, by the way, I just screamed out with the windows down, I am going to be an old bitch, and I didn't even get to be a young bitch. Yeah. And I'm very upset about this. Yeah. You know, I want to be Cardi B, but I don't want to be... Cardi. 
You know what I mean? It's like, and I mean silly. that in the least offensive way possible. Like, I want to be Cardi B in the sense of, like, I want the confidence and the sexiness and, like, the yes and the, like, you know, and that, like, I'm sexy, I'm beautiful, and I'm smart. Like, you just didn't take the time to talk to me, but once you find out, it's, like, huh, mind-blowing. I want those things, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I necessarily need to dress like Cardi B, just because I just don't think it's going to be a look. Not that I don't like the clothes, but I just don't think it's going to look good on me. You mm-hmm. know, She had on, she was on a private plane. <laughs> I love this imagination I have. She was on a private plane, <laughs> and she had on this Masoni set, where it was these very, very short shorts, and this really cute crop top that had this like halter neckline. Very, very, very cute. And I liked it. I remember liking it. And I thought, that would look ridiculous on me. No mm-hmm. part of that would look good on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would just look odd. Or like I shouldn't be going outside. Um, but I thought, yeah, I think my my heart wants some of this youthfulness and some of these things. And then also, I'm also a groany. So, like, the things I am going to do are very grown in the sense mm-hmm. of, like, dress aspirations of where I go I, I don't do clubs uh, why yeah. would I be here I feel like a club is a place of confusion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've always been old in my interest like I've always you know liked older my older music like music from the 50s to the early 90s like that's where, where I've always been in my musical taste I've never been you know much of a club person I'm more of a, a lovely restaurant and now I'm into like wineries and stuff and uh you know my tastes have always been more on the you seem like a settled <laughs> a settled, a settled woman <laughs> you've settled down you've settled adventures down. and I like to I like to you know travel and stuff but when I travel it's mostly just I want new shopping eating and drinking experiences, experiences. I also <laughs> and love and those. landscapes I love to see uh different landscapes and um the beauty of the outdoors the beauty of the outdoors and so I don't know what what that little twinge of like oh, excuse I guess cuz I'm I'm we are still young 30 is not 30-something is not, not old. old. And honestly, you feel, it's this like ageless, ageless inner spirit. You feel ageless. And if someone comes along and thinks you're like ready to near retirement or something, and it's like, excuse me, I'm, I'm still a baby. What are you talking about? Yes, it's that I'm still a baby inside. <laughs> Caitlin was like, oh, mom, it's. Back when it was my birthday, she was like, Mom, it's your birthday. You're turning 37, which means you're almost 40. I was like, it was like, dink. You know that, that video, that TikTok video? Or just that, yeah. Where they show your bank account, like, you got $300, and it'd be like, Netflix, groceries, and it just keeps your balance going down to zero. That's the sound mm-hmm. that was happening after she said all these things. So just imagine that. She's yeah. like, Mom, you're turning 37, dink. Uh, <sighs> you're almost 40. Dink, which means you're really almost 50. Dink, which means, dang, you're almost grandma age. Mom is 65. Dang. Yeah, you, 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 you people, like, people try to fast track you. Like to, you are fast tracking me you're fast to AARP. And how can I enjoy the now when you're fast tracking me through many, yes. many years? And you just took me from the brunch to the AARP, and I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm not ready at all. Oh, Slow yeah. it down. Slow down. Damn. Slow down. Ooh, watch out. 
yeah. I, I don't be so ready I, for this Sometimes I'd be looking at my arms and I'd be like, these look like them I fry chicken arms. Oh my God. First of all, there's Which is a- nothing wrong with frying chicken arms, but it just be like, I just look like I need to move down south and have a porch and a screen door. I, 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 these are the things that run through my mind. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Like, who is this woman? Oh, God, woman. the fried chicken arms. Woman. It's a, first of all, because you really don't know when it happened. You don't know yes. when your arms transitioned from the young, slender arm that you see in, like, a movie when a guy grabs the girl's arm, like, please don't go. Mm-hmm. It's always been you. It's still not over. All those things. And you suddenly transition from that arm to the arm that looks like it makes homemade biscuits, and it does. Yeah. But I don't know if I necessarily want it to look like that. I don't want the eye fried chicken arm. I want Giada De Laurentiis's arm. She doesn't eat nothing. I know she doesn't eat the homemade biscuits or the fried chicken. I want them uh, Michelle Obama arms. It's just like, oh, them Angela Bassett arms. Oh, my God. Those arms work out every day. Couple of times, I know my arms do nothing, so I don't know why. Why? Why, <laughs> why? are we shocked? Why, why are we shocked? shocked? Why do I complain? I don't know. My this. arms hold the walking weights, and they, you know, pull the Pilates bar, mm-hmm. but they still look like you know I make a good homemade pasta, and I do, but I don't want them to look that way. And then I started to question, like, why do I feel like the eye fried chicken arms are unsexy or undesirable? Like, you know, it's like when you see it on other people, you're like, I don't know why you're you're, uh, upset about those. You're beautiful. I think you're beautiful. God, if this was if this arm was somebody else, I would be like, you. But when you're when it when it's on when you look at yourself, it's just like these are these are the things that. Why is that? Why do we? see so much beauty in other people who have the same type of bodies but when you look at all yourself you're like no no it's terrible it's terrible i don't know do you think do you think that the look of a grown woman has changed so much that we see very young women and they're posed as grown women so when grown women stuff starts to happen to us we mm-hmm. immediately feel older and unsexy and undesirable. I do. I do. I think the media makes it seem like younger women are older and presenting them as older. And it's like, no, these these women are really young. And this is what young women look like. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we not making that distinction? You that- make that distinction that this is a very young, this is a very young woman. Uh and this is what young women look like. And I think the, um, especially the sexualizing and the maturing of uh, young women gives people this perception, like it fills our head that this is what we're always going to look like. And it's like, no. I had to check my own self. I was looking at Monica and Brandy and Ashanti. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how good they still look. Mm-hmm. And then I thought to myself, these women are the same age as me. Yeah. They're the same age as me and that I feel like they still look good. And, like, granted, I don't look how I looked when I was 16. Because, um, you know, you heard Kay raise a 13-year-old aunt, right? <laughs> okay, so uh, I thought, but honestly, 
back then when I was looking at them, I think I really thought that they were adults. Yeah. I wasn't feeling, even though Moesha was clearly a show about a teenager, um, the Brandy and Monica video, The Boy's Mind Make, they were in their own apartment. Or, I yeah. felt like they were grown-ups. Yeah. So, like, even though you kind of recognize, oh, you're young, it still felt like, oh, but you've grown. Yeah. Because they don't show these people with their parents all the time, and they got to do these sexy things, wear these sexy outfits. Yeah. And it, they felt adult to me. Adult, yeah. To the point where when I see them as adults, it feels like this long running stick of them looking very, very good, but they're still young. Yeah. Yeah. They are still young. Yeah. I think we don't realize, it's like looking back as someone older, because we were young. We were around that age. We were young looking at them like, oh, you look so mature. You're like, you're on, you're in these music videos. They're maturing you. They're they're sexualizing you. Mm-hmm. They're like making everything sexy, and so you have this, this feel, this perception that they're older. Cause like, where were Monica's parents in the uh, Angel of My video when Tyrese walked in through the window? Like, these, it made them feel like grown people when they weren't grown people. <laughs> they were ah, teenagers. Teenagers. Teenagers with money. This is what teenagers look like. This is what teenagers not look like. grown, grown women. women. Yeah, grown grown women started to like phase out at some point. And then we were looking at young women posed as grown women to the point where anytime you see grown women, it feels like why is she le- why is she what? <laughs> Growing into an adult? I don't know. Happens when you keep living. <laughs> I think that a lot of that is being combated though, because women are striving to keep the body of youth. They are. And I think Or perceived youth. Perceived youth. Yeah, I think, like, when we look at, uh, because we're in our 30s, when we look at women who were famous um, when we were younger, who are, like, now in their 50s and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, um, I think the conversation is, oh, oh my God, they look so good. They look so different from the older women um, who were around that age when we were young. Like, say, like, the Golden Girls, because I feel like that's always a topic that's brought up and that women get compared to, women in their 50s get compared to what the Golden Girls was looking like mm-hmm. when they were on the air. And it's like, say, say J-Lo or Angela Bassett or like, um, I think Gabrielle Union's almost 50 now, isn't she? Almost. She, if like not, they're late 40s. Late Her 40s. and Jada are both in their late, late 40s. 40s. And we see these women and we think that they dress so much more youthful mm-hmm. um, than, say, the women of the golden girls and it's like i think it's more just perception i think this is what older women looked like when we were young and so we thought that's what older women look like and so now that these other women like j-lo and um who these all these other actresses and famous people in their 50s today mm-hmm. uh we think they look young because they don't look like the Golden Girls. Yes. But I think to someone who's younger than us, mm-hmm. I think that those women look like they're 50. Boom. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So they don't look 50 to us because they don't look like what we thought 50 was going to look, look like. Look like. Yeah. I don't think they really look that much better. It's just like a perception shift. It's like, wait a minute. You don't look and dress like what I thought 50 was. You know what they don't compare women now to? To mm-hmm. women who were probably in their 40s on the most popular show that was mm-hmm. on back then? Dynasty. Dynasty. Yeah. Fat? Hello, Diane Carroll. Joan Collins. Looking fabulous. Looking fabulous, slapping each other around. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. 
fabulous. Looking great. Diane Carroll looked great. Uh, Tina Turner, fantastic. Fantastic. Fan- I mean, just like I was watching with my eyes as a younger person, because Tina Turner probably came back. Her comeback was like when we were young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at her feeling like she was a young woman. I didn't feel like she was 40 mentally. Mm-hmm. It, there was no recollection of thinking this woman's in her 40s. I just looked at Tina Turner and she just felt eternally sexy. Like, yeah. Who is this woman with these yeah. legs singing what's something got to do with it? And, and why is her hair so big? Uh, so those were my things in my four-year-old mind. Yeah. And I was watching the documentary on HBO about Tina Turner. Yeah. And I'm looking at her. And that immediately made me start working out. Immediately no. Immediately no. Immediately no to whatever my body is doing. I got to put down this Klondike bar. I don't even eat Klondike bar. I got to put down this Klondike bar and pick up a water. No. A salad <laughs> right now. Because um, I was like, dang, look how good she looked in her 40s. She looked fantastic. She looked fantastic. I'm talking skin, legs, body, yaddy, yaddy. Mm-hmm. Or she did not have the eye fried chicken arms. <laughs> she looked so good. But we also have to remember that these are these people's jobs to look like Bruh. this. A, like, a part of... And it's my job to sit in front of a computer and do computer tasks all freaking day. What do you think is going to happen to your body? (laughs) You know what? And I think celebrity is so highly promoted that we erase the memory of women of elegance and grace and, like, real-life aspiration in our actual lives. Yes. Like, when I think about women in church that we grew up with, Mm -hmm. who I looked at and said, She's a bad mama. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think that was always the same type, the same same look look, of a woman. Yeah. Like, you know, mom's friends. I remember, um, should I call people? I don't know if I can call people's names or not. I feel like people deserve privacy. Yeah. Even though there are probably only eight people listening to our podcast. I know. (laughs) But they still deserve privacy. You never know. (laughs) You never know what someone's going to hear, even though we only have (laughs) But I felt like, you know, some of those women were very, very slim. Some of those women were plus-size women. Mm -hmm. You know, thick. Mm -hmm. And everybody had their own individual looks and they brought it to the table and made me feel like when I grow up, that's what I want to look like. Mm-hmm. I want to look like one of these rich wives, okay? I want the fur down to the floor in the winter with the big ring and um, the real tall husband who looks like he's doing everything for me because he is. <laughs> um, I want the Cadillac. I want, I want to go out to eat after church, but I do not want to go to Old Time Country Buffet because that's where y'all going. I'm going somewhere different, but I'm going to see y'all Wednesday night at Bible study. Um, um, clearly, <laughs> I really did have this planned out in my mind mentally. You see, you see, I'm still wondering how I did not, mm-hmm. how how did I get here and I'm not there. I, I was somewhere else or somewhere else. <laughs> anyway, but those women all had different looks, all different skin tones, body shapes, yeah, uh, personal individual styles yeah. in general. That made me feel like, yeah, I want to level up. So that's where we get back to that auntie thing of, like, the grown women in your lives and the grown women that you're being exposed to via television. Yeah. So, or, you know, just media per se. So, yeah, I think where's a a good, like, middle ground of that? Of realizing, Mm -hmm. like, you're a real woman in real life. Yeah. It is not your job to keep looking like this. Like, the women who we're comparing ourselves to are under intense 
scrutiny and pressure to look the exact same all the time and their livelihood depends on them continuing to look that way yeah because if there aren't a lot of jobs and they're only writing black women in these you know the only way to not get put into like a mother role Mm-hmm. or a maid role or a role where you have to kind of like degrade yourself. You need to stay looking like a young, sexy woman. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't eat fried food. I don't think about how good Wendy Re- and Wendy the money Re- Re- And the money is good. And the money's good. <laughs> the money is good. I don't, know. I don't, I don't know if they would be doing it if they was making $40,000 a year. I'm always questioning that. I'm always like, <laughs> would sports be that big of a deal if these guys had to like be poor people? Yeah. Or like regular? Yeah. Live very regular, regular, regular lives. Lives, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. I remember. Um, why do I feel like I cannot pronounce Raquel? Wendy Raquel Robinson. Robinson. She looks so good. Yeah. She looks so good, and she's maintained a look of goodness. I had. Was she? She? She's vegan. I think she don't even eat nothing fried. Nothing with fried. Nothing with oil. Nothing with. Nothing. Nothing with nothing. None with none. I, like I, she must sit around and eat apples and spinach. Yeah, and raw nuts. Yeah, uncooked nuts. And I was like, I don't want to live my life like that, though. I do not either. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm I don't. sorry, but I like food. Uh, even though, I, even though I can't even taste it like I used to, I still like food. I I want to taste the things. I want to drink of the nectar. I. When I have the occasional glass of Kool-Aid. I haven't had a glass of Kool-Aid in a long time. <laughs> but I, I want the things. I want to eat the cake every now and then. I don't want to eat it every day, four times a day. But, you know, celebrate! Uh, I want to eat the cake. Yes. I, I, don't, I don't want to have to live or experience that. That, and I think, I think, re- I know we say real women as if the people on television aren't real. But in everyday life, uh, with women with bodies that aren't <laughs> like the way people on t- TV, I think they're beautiful. They are. I like I like real bodies. I like real women. I, I think you're gorgeous. Yes. I think you got it going on. You look good. You look good. You look good. Whether whether it was naturally earned or, you know, you decided to go to the doctor. I think um I was reading online um, a girl saying, like, why are we overly concerned if these women got it from, if they had it naturally or if they bought it? Like, you know, women go through an intense amount of change when they have a baby. And if they want the body that they had before they baby, who are we to judge them? And I was like, you know, maybe I don't think about that because I didn't get as much time with my my pre-baby body. And my post baby body is broken up into childhood and after I had my baby. <laughs> childhood and after I had my baby. I don't think I got this intense amount of time with this very unchanged, unmold, you know, like un unaffected body. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, whatever whatever got lost in the fire. <laughs> It is what it is. So I had to have some empathy and some thought into that. Like, you know what? What if I had had the same body for 25 years, 30 years, 32, Mm -hmm. and then I had a baby and it was never going to go back to the way that it was before? I would feel differently. Yeah. I would feel differently. I might feel like (laughs) I want myself back. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I really did think about that from a different angle of than just our, our societal pressures making you change your body 
you know, some people legitimately feel like, no, my stomach was here nine months ago and I want it to be here now. Could you put it back, please? Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> Could you put it back, please? And thank you. And and the perception of youth, like, you know, uh, Beyonce said it, too. Hate to quote Beyonce. No, I don't hate to quote Beyonce, but you know, just like, why are we always quoting Beyonce? She don't even talk that much. <laughs> but she, don't say she did a documentary she right after she it. had Blue. Um, she said that she worked re- insanely hard to get her body back. Now I got my baby and my body. And maybe it's the perception of the loss of your, like, I don't want to lose myself to the aging process with without any type of say so in it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I want to be able to have what I, whatever it is I have, whatever I feel like is my flex. <laughs> and um, I want to have whatever is my flex and then move on from there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like uh, we need some balance in this because I feel like everybody going out and getting their body. But I feel like there has to be some type of in-between space here, like somewhere between... I want the body I want, because, hey, when when I watched a J-Lo documentary and a Tina Turner documentary, and within two weeks, I was out walking, watering, uh, Saladin. <laughs> Saladin. I was like, baby, Saladin's a verb. clearly, this is not something that's just going to come from me sitting here watching these documentaries. I'm going to have to get it tight, get it right. Thanks to Kanye's workout plan. I'm I, envy of I, all my friends. I agree that there shouldn't be any any judgment about, you know, people who want to um, get things done to their body as far as plastic surgery and things like that. Um, but, you know, I just honestly, you shouldn't judge people for it. But honestly, I don't know how, I don't know how you cannot in any way be impacted by, um society in making those decisions or in thinking something needs to change mm-hmm. um i know there's i'm talking about strictly beauty you know kind of vanity thing i'm not talking about like if you have some type of um deformity or other We're talking about med- elective yeah elective thank you thank you um yeah i i, I just don't understand how you couldn't be impacted by that in some type of subconscious in any way um because it just it just runs so deep within our thinking and then our oh yeah and in, in our our mindset like it's it's these images and these perceptions have been there so long like since <laughs> since you since you were born you've been you've seen images you've seen other people's bodies you you've compared yourself even if it was only for a second you've you know I don't know how society can't impact that decision in any way. Oh, no, it has to. It has Because I've definitely felt like on occasion for brief seconds, maybe I should go get me up. Like, if I had some money, would I go get me a BBL? Mm-hmm. Like, so I could have one of these bodies and wear the Cardi B outfit? Um, and then I saw, like, you know, that post-op care. And I was like, absolutely not. No. <laughs> Um, is there a BBL that I can, like, try on, see what type of attention I get, and then, like... Oh, and them booty pops. Yeah, One of them booty pop, hip pop, padding, uh, <laughs> undergarments, you can try But then you get left out when people find out you got on the booty pop and the padding. What's the difference between the padding and the, the inserted padding from the surgery? I don't know, but one of them guys laugh at, and one of them... 
they think they don't like, but they walk around with. I don't know. I don't know the rules. They they don't, know the rule. don't know the rules. I don't know no, the rules. No, I'm just, people will say, like, I only did it for me. And I believe you. At the same time, sometimes we just don't realize that we're what's impacting our decisions. Mm-hmm. True. I want to get to the real auntie status. Like, when you're in your 60s, like, those women who have, like, it's something about black women after they turn 55. When they cut off all their hair, they wear a teeny-weeny mm-hmm. afro, they have great jewelry. Y'all got the great jewelry, okay? They start wearing, like, a uniform, but accessorized, yes. like, to the gods. Yes. And they stop giving absolutely every single fuck they've ever had. Now, th- <laughs> yes, yes. Those be like the like, yes. How? I'm really, I, I, I really ain't worried about no a damn thing. thing. This is what it is. This is what. They look good when they want to look good for them. Mm-hmm. And when they don't look good, they don't give a, d- they don't. Yes. Oh my yes. God. I want to get deep within the don't give a damn yes. space. I think I've started to come into the don't give a damn space because I bought some Tevas. And they're so damn. After your feet get comfortable, you can really never you go can. back. I've been, I've, I've, I've been there for quite. I think mm, what about twenty eight? I was like, uh, I ain't putting no no uncomfortable no shoes. shoes. No, no, more. no more. What for? No more. And the pandemic, I feel, I see it a lot now. I feel like women who have on super tall, super big heels, mm-hmm. like it's almost like a thing where I kind of go, hmm. It, they're usually it's only one person with like really big heels on and then all the other women have on flats and i was like what type of don't if you don't give a damn i don't give a what did the pandemic put in women but it is not washing away i thought, <laughs> thoughts for certain sometimes I, I will intentionally not wear heels because i'll be like but i'm gonna be the only one in them now don't be wrong I'm a, i still wear my heels because mm-hmm. i i personally like a heel i still wear heels i have my heels but I, none of them are N- uncomfortable. No, none of my heels are uncomfortable. Why most I, why of, most of them are a stack heel. Uh, they only about two, two, three inches. You know, if I do have a stiletto, it's got a platform. There's there, there's a comfort level in there. Mm-hmm. There's a comfort level in there. You will never go back. Yeah. But I find myself sometimes wearing my Tevas or trying to find a cute way to flex the Tevas. Because <laughs> they are comfortable. Very walkable shoe. Mm-hmm. Especially when you got like, if you go on an outdoor festival or something like that. And it feels like, I'll be like, and men will go, I don't like those shoes. And you know what I be thinking? I don't give a damn what y'all like. I don't give I've a damn. I've been outside in the hills and you've ignored me. And you can ignore me in these Tevas, my friend. You can keep on ignoring me. So, or just, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like the heels suddenly transformed life. Yeah. So, I'm only going to wear them when I want to wear them. Mm-hmm. I, my sh- my footwear is not for you. Yeah. It's for me. So if there is a shoe style the brothers are not feeling, I, I can't bring myself to care. So, yes, I find myself out in these streets in my Tevas when I could be trying to wear the shoe that goes, look at me, I'm cute. And it's like, no, look at me, I'm cute. I'm in these Tevas. Keep up. Keep up, sir. I walk fast. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't wear. He- I mean, I'm six one. If you don't know, I'm six one. So I wouldn't wear heels uh, all the time. Anyways, only like on my feet. I gotta be I, like high heel, high heels. It's like I gotta be feeling. I gotta be feeling good because you know sometimes I don't want to deal with uh, 
all the people stopping me, they're like, oh my God, you're so tall. Like, I didn't already know. <laughs> like, I'm no. not in the mood to deal with that today. Um, but yeah, it's all about comfort. It is. Comfortable it is. shoes. It's, 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 I, I'm really trying to get to that whole, if you don't give a damn, I don't give a what, like the black women in the post-55 land. Yeah. Sidebar, we got to have a, a quick sidebar about grown people. Uh, the real ones, like our parents. Um, oh, okay. So last night I was in the car with mom, and we ran to Chick-fil-A for Caitlin. And we were talking about how, I don't remember what we were talking about in the fast food sense. It was probably somewhere where she realized she had Polynesian sauce and not <laughs> honey mustard. But she was just like, fast food is getting so expensive. Oh, I was getting on her about the Chick-fil-A app. I was okay. like, we got Polynesian sauce because you didn't change it in the app. She was like, well, give me a break, Laura. I'm not in these apps a lot. I, hey, I just downloaded the McDonald's app. And I, <laughs> I busted out laughing. And she was like, what is so funny? I was like, I just realized that black people over a certain age don't say McDonald's. Y'all say McDonald's. I was like, because dad says it too. Oh, my gosh. McDonald's. I was like, and you know what? You only say it in the name of the naming of the place because you'll say McMuffin. Y'all don't say McMuffin. <laughs> McMuffin. But y'all do say McDonald's. Now you know. Is that a Midwest older black person thing? Mid, mid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I do. I'm trying to get to the McDonald's phase of mentality. Hey, hey. I'm trying to get to that McDonald's mentality. I'm trying to get there, I'm trying man. to get there, man, where I just uh, I, I rock my teeny weeny afro. I get my morning coffee at McDonald's and I move on with my life. <laughs> I'm really trying to get there and keep, but I still want my eternal youth. I want my youth, but I want that. If you don't give a damn, I don't, I don't give you a know, fuck. I've been thinking lately is I don't want my youth. I want to feel ageless. And I've been feel I feel like that's what I've been feeling as I'm getting older. It's like I don't I feel ageless. Like I don't feel. That's what people. Oh, you always heard older people talk about like how they still feel young. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if it's a young thing. It's like I don't feel like I'm aging because I still feel like this person who is, is youth identity. Like I still feel like the same person on the inside. Yeah, feel like- I feel like they're trying to say I still feel like the same person on the inside. Exactly. Like I don't feel like what you think. <laughs> oh, yes. But I, I, I feel oh, you like you just said it. You just said it. I don't feel like what you think old yes. is. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't feel like what you think old is, and it's so fun. Now, because uh, I think I did say something in one of my IG stories about listen to your Auntie Laura. My friend, one of my guy friends was like, Auntie, though, you're not old. And we're the same age. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like, a, you can't be auntie because that makes me kind of old, too. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, well, honestly, if the young people are looking up to me in a sense that they want to call me auntie, I'm just going to roll with it. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be, I'm not going to fight this. I'm going to Jennifer Lewis this shit. Oh, yes. I'm going to Jennifer Lewis. And I'm going to roll into it. If yeah. you think I'm the mama, even though I'm younger than Whitney Houston, the check gonna cash the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'ma roll into this, and if if the if the younger people are have admiration for me, that want to listen to me, I want to foster that and not shun it away. Yeah, because Absolutely. we are with so much obsession with youth. Mm-hmm. There's no guidance. There's no guidance. We can't all be young. I never want to be 25 again. I want my 25 year old body. 
but I want the mind of this 37-year-old black woman. There's less confusion in it. There's less confusion. Yeah. And yeah. more truth to self. Yeah. More tr- not just truth in general, more truth to self. That's a whole another lane. Yeah. Truth to I self. Think I think it's what it is. It's like my soul and my spirit is not aging. Mm. My body is. But my soul and my spirit, it's, it's ageless. Like, I, it's maturing. Like, I'm getting more knowledge, more more wisdom about things. But I don't think that my spirit is still, it's ageless. And, it's you not, know, it's the, not aging. the real youth that I feel like we need to be embraceive of is the willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the true aging. That's what makes me feel like I'm in the presence of an oldie. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me feel like I'm in the presence of an oldie because the unwillingness to learn is what's going to keep us in the past, what's going to keep us mm. held on to ant- antiquated ideas yes. if we can't be open to learning. And it doesn't mean that the openness to learn means you're going to change. Like, oh, I've changed. I'm gonna... No, it just means you're open enough to learn. You can still have your own individual truth, but be open to learn and be empathetic and mm-hmm. be kind and still be able to keep up with the young people in a way that doesn't make you look like, oh, my God, why are you this old person trying to be young? But in a way that helps you, like, s- keeps the relevance between you and the younger generations. Yeah. Right. That's the ultimate goal right there. The ultimate goal. The ultimate goal as we mature and get wisdom and... Just keep doing this thing called life. I think we can embrace our antibodies and stop letting it be a disqualifier of things. Yes, I think that's what, yeah, disqualifier. You are not disqualified because of your antibody or status. You're not. You're not. Mm-mm. No. no, face card has not declined. Face card has uh, not face declined. Face card has not declined. Uh, body yaddy yaddy is still body yaddy yaddy and the best part about the antibody is you know exactly what you can do with it the other day I said after a couple of margaritas Ooh. I said I'm not just anybody I'm the body <laughs> okay. okay and I meant it in a, I've had two margaritas kind of way mm-hmm. but yeah I think mm-hmm. you know we we're robbing ourselves the opportunity to be individuals when we keep trying to just be everything to everyone and all the time. We just got to know that your antibody is beautiful. Flex it. Do with it what you can. It's still pliable like clay. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm done with my sark. Succulent woman, wild succulent woman talk. Ooh, wild succulent woman. That's a good read. If you have not read Wild Succulent Woman by Sark, I I highly recommend it. Mm. Even Maya Angelou liked that book. Working that out. That's the Dim Wise Girls wreck this week. (sighs) That's the wreck this week. And our movie references this week were Throw Mama from the Train, um, Ghostbusters. I mean, if you haven't already seen it. The OG Ghostbusters. OG Ghostbusters. OG Ghostbusters, Throw Mom from the Train, My Stepmother is an Alien, all good classics of my childhood. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. This episode up. And Let's do it. Let's wrap it up. I need to make my black sit from this podcast today for this episode. You're black? What do you mean? Just a black woman leaving. <laughs>
<laughs> just a black woman leaving. Okay, so you already know that you can follow us at Dim Wise Girls on Instagram. You can follow K Ray at Miss Underscore. Okay, Miss Wise One on Instagram. Laura is O Wise One at Instagram. You always gotta do us a full spell out every in in every episode because I want people to really find it. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the description. I already know <clears throat> we we're gonna have a meeting right now, K Ray. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 she must be hungry. We only had half a bagel. <laughs> she gets she gets hangry. She needs a Snickers. Okay, so we're going to wrap up this episode before we have a real fight. And we hope you, you guys enjoy your week. We hope that you embrace your auntie body. And until we hear from us, uh, till we hear from us, until <laughs> you hear from us again, that was this episode of Dim Wise Girls. Peace. Word to the wise. You can check out all of today's film and TV references, as well as where to follow Them Wise Girls on all social media platforms. In today's episode description, Them Wise Girls is a Wise One production and executive produced by Laura Wise and Catherine Wise Ryan. Our theme song was written, produced, and performed by Vibe One. It's Them Wise Girls. Wise Girls.